Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Christine Dian, a registered dietitian who fell in love with dietetics while she was pre-med by being introduced to it by a friend. Christine always knew she would rather be the boss than be the employee, which has led her to her journey as an entrepreneur. Through the ups and the downs, she found the need to work on her own personal mindset to be successful, and now she's helping other dietitians do the same as the money mindset dietitian. Please enjoy my conversation with Christine. I always like to start uh, our conversation with us going back to when you were a younger Christine and you were kind of looking at careers and how did dietetics fall into your lap? Well, that's a interesting question. I love telling the story because I did not think I was going to be a dietitian, actually. Um, but when I think about my younger years as a child growing up, it was probably inevitable and I just didn't know it because I always struggled with my weight and I always struggled with eating um, problems. <laughs> I don't want to say eating okay. disorders. <laughs> Sure. Because yeah. I, I didn't have an eating disorder per se, but I definitely had some disordered eating along the way that was fueled by, you know, my grandmother and her making me eat all the food on my plate, which kind of mm. erased my society, my satiety cues mm -hmm. and all of those things. So fast forward to uh, senior year high school, I graduated with the intention of becoming a doctor. I wanted to be um, an OBGYN. I was always told in my family that um, the best type of job to get would be in the medical field. All the women in my family were nurses. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to be a nurse because I was just like, mm, nah, I didn't, I didn't like that. So Pre-med, first year, I was just like, this is so not for me. Like, I really am not enjoying this one bit. And it just so happened that someone on campus introduced me to dietetics and the Department of Home Economics, which is what it was back then. And so I enrolled and here I am today. I, I loved every minute of it ever since. That's that's a great story. I think that's interesting that you just had a friend that was like, Hey, why don't you check out this department? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I believe that it was just in the cards. Like it, it was just a part of the path that was just going to happen. Gotcha. Where'd you go to school at? I attended Western Illinois university. I am from suburban Chicago, born and raised. Okay. That's great that they had a, that's, you know, I feel like a lot of us dietitians, we kind of fall into it and it's mm -hmm. great that that school had <laughs> the program because, you yeah. know, sometimes people fall into it and there's no program. So right. you didn't have to try to navigate a new school. Oh my God. No, no. <laughs> Plus I had to, um, I had to finance my own way through college. So 
uh, a state college was perfect for me as far as finances were concerned. Sure. That makes sense. Well, it sounds like that you thrive during school. Did you do your internship there as well? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's funny question again. I actually did my internship locally here in suburban um, Chicago at the same hospital I was born at. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's That's destiny too. That's like in the cards as well. (laughs) Totally. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that all works out. So clinical, was that kind of your focus then since you did it mostly in the hospital? Um, When I first started out because I, you know, desired that um, Mm pre-med, you know, track, I really thought I was going to become a clinical dietitian for life. Like I really loved the whole science of nutrition at that time. And I absolutely loved calculating tube feedings and TPNs Mm. and all of that was just like so fascinating to me. So I did a little bit of that in the beginning, but then I uh, fell into entrepreneurship pretty early too, because there was this other part of me that really did not like the, um, the structured, corporate life. Like I'm, I'm a fire sign. So I don't necessarily like people telling me what to do and when to do it. (laughs) Good to recognize that. (laughs) Yeah. So I quickly learned, especially after having my two oldest sons, I quickly learned that I needed to have a better grip on my own schedule. So I, um, went into entrepreneurship part-time in the early two thousands. Okay. And were you working as a clinical dietitian at that time as well, or were you doing something else? I did a lot of other things, um, including clinical, just like I said, I'm, I was not a very good employee. Let me just you be were, honest. <laughs> so you I had, tried to find something along that way. <laughs> yeah. So I had quite a few jobs in clinical and long-term care consulting in renal uh, I've done everything along the way. And it's, I think it's good to mention that because I feel like sometimes as dietitians, when we first get done with our internship, we're like, oh gosh, I got to take the first job and I got to stay there for like X amount of years. Otherwise, oh no one else is going to hire me. And I, that's completely the opposite, isn't it? I think that in the beginning, it's good to just get your feet wet wherever you can, to be very honest with you. I don't necessarily subscribe to the advice that's always being given about having to do a year or two of clinical before you really get out there. I personally don't think that that's a path. I think that you can, um, these days, you can pretty much start where you really feel you want to start. So traditionally... If you want to start out in clinical, you can, but you don't have to is what I always tell people. I think that's such good advice. I still feel there feel like there's a lot of preceptors, a lot of internship programs that still say that, which really surprises me. Yeah, they do. They you actually know? do. I was working with an intern um, this year, actually, this summer, and uh, she was being told the same thing. So it's just crazy. Uh, I really wish they would stop doing that. I know. That's why we need these kind of podcasts to help spread that message. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We got to do it. Grassroots. Yes. So you were kind of looking for a lifestyle that was adaptable to kind of your personality also with your family. So what did entrepreneurship look like for you in the beginning? Ooh, I became a coach right away. Like I enrolled in, um, 
well coaches program. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think I was either there. Uh, I know I wasn't in the first class, maybe the second or the third class of theirs early, early 2000s, like 2002. And um, I immediately became just in love with coaching. So my practice, my nutrition business was always under the realm of coaching rather than uh, medical nutrition therapy. So the first iteration of my business was called The Alternative Way, and Way was spelled W-E-I-G-H. Mm. And I transitioned into the Compassionate Nutritionist. And um, the third iteration <laughs> was just Christine Diane International, which is which was um which is what it is now, but um the URL was ChristineDiane.com and I was still working with uh, clients under the umbrella of body positivity, mindful eating practices, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then once I really dived even deeper into the mindset work on a neuroscience level, that's when I started doing the work with dietitians and became the money mindset dietitian. Interesting. So tell me, because that's an interesting segue into working with dietitians, obviously, mm-hmm. when you yeah. get to that neuroscience kind of information. So how mm-hmm. did that, you know, when you're studying that component, how did that kind of spark that interest of working with dietitians? What happened was I had actually, if I can just backtrack a few steps. Sure. Before I started working with dietitians, I had my own money struggles. Like I was that person who couldn't balance a bank account to save my life. <laughs> I had um, non-sufficient funds, fees up the wazoo. Uh, I had lost a job, several, and really one very important one at a time. I think that was back in 2000. Um, that's when we had the recession back in either uh, like seven eight. or eight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really horrible for me. And so, um, I ended up doing a lot of mindset work and of my own and hired coaches for that specific work and came out on the other end of it, just w- with a whole different mindset of what it really takes to succeed. And so during that time of doing the mindset work that I was doing, I had taken myself outside of the profession. I never like didn't keep my credential or anything like that, but I was more so in the health coaching space than I was in the dietitian's profession at the time. So I had done a lot of networking with all different types of people in that health coaching space. So I wasn't really networking with dietitians, but there was something to me that said, you know, I need to like go back to my roots, like nice to meet you health coaches. And I love you guys, but mm-hmm. I really feel like there's more work for me to do. So I started joining different Facebook groups um, that were specific for dietitians. And I started seeing these conversations and I was just like, oh my God, these are the same conversations we were having back in the, in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, um, the, the Academy not doing anything to advocate mm. for us and, 
you know, all of the things that we were saying back then, we're still saying now. And because I had done a lot of the mindset work, I realized that um, a lot of people who were complaining in this way were stuck in the same way that I was stuck. And I was just like, okay, yes, Academy may not be doing all of the things that they could be doing. However, what are you willing to do? So when I was just, you know, witnessing these conversations and groups, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to do something to help. Like, you know, what could I do? And quite honestly, I resisted it in the beginning because I was like, no one's going to listen to me. Um, you know, neuroscience is not real science in their minds, probably. You know, I had all of the the thoughts, all of the trash mm-hmm. coming up. And I kept resisting for weeks, but it just kept kept coming back even stronger and stronger each time. So a dietitian that I was in another um, group with, we had bought a, a mutual course, a similar course, and um, we became accountability partners. And she's really, really big on Instagram. Like she knows how to do all the Instagram things. Mm-hmm. And so she was <laughs> like, you should just start an Instagram handle and see what happens. And so that's how Money Mindset Dietitian was born. I just started the Instagram handle, started posting mindset tips. People started catching on. And then um, maybe later that year, I also started my Make More Money as a Dietitian podcast. I also started sharing the importance of mindset in those Facebook groups that I just mentioned. And it just kind of took on its own legs, it feels like. It kind of sounds like it's truly like your passion that you really didn't know until you, you know, did all the the learning and the growing and the education of your own self and the things that you were focused on. And then you're like, oh gosh, I could help a slew of other people with the same issues I was having. Totally. Oh my gosh. Because I tell you, I had the worst money situations. And that was another thing that was hanging me up. I was just like, how am I going to help them if I'm not like this person who has totally come out on the other side? When I started, I wasn't 100% on the other side of my work, but I was far enough to know that I could help. And I actually was able to help. And now I'm way on the other side and (laughs) I love this work. It is fascinating. So tell me more about, um, you know, kind of what you're doing, like with your program, your podcast, like what is the whole basic principles of your, just your whole um, kind of money mindset for dietitians? If I'm a dietitian that needs this, how can you help me? Well, the practical parts of how I can help is through the podcast. That's a free resource. My emails Um, are also a free resource. I give tons of value in both of those places. And then I have my own signature year-long program called Embody Academy. And, you know, all of my work is really focused on the dietitian who has likely invested in herself and her business through other programs, memberships, even maybe hire uh, coaches, but something is missing. This is what I hear from dietitians who work with me all the time. I just know something is missing. I've done all of the work already. Um, I've bought all the marketing programs and something's missing. Like 
I, I can't seem to get ahead. And so inside Embody Academy, we do the work of combining the mindset work with the marketing practices. Although the, the greatest component of the work we do inside Embody is the mindset work. Our most successful people that go through the program are ones who've already invested in themselves. They kind of know what to do, but they just can't seem to get themselves going. They know what to do on the marketing side of things, but they can't seem to get unstuck. And the stuck place is actually in their mind. So when they start doing the mindset work, then things in the marketing become so much easier. Gosh, I mean, you're really kind of speaking to me on this because I feel like there are so many programs like for the marketing, the business, all these things that, you know, yes, you need to have an Instagram account. Yes, you need to do this. You need to have a program. But if you don't have the mindset correct, if you're not in that good headspace, nothing's going to work. No, it won't. I mean, you know, and then there's people who enroll in those programs And they're truly successful. And the reason that they're successful likely is because they have more, they're the people who have the confidence already. They're the people who stand strongly in their own worth. Um, And they, you know, not that they're more uh, perfect than we are, but we're all different. We all come Mm -hmm. with our own backgrounds and our own life experiences. And I'm here for the people who have some baggage that they're carrying, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone has baggage, but my people are the ones who truly have the baggage that is weighing them down. And I'm here to help them work through all of that. And it's not just the diet, like it's not just the business dietetic aspect, right? Like you're helping them work through, there might be something personal or there might be something family related, which most likely that's where it's coming from. Yeah. I mean, 1000%. So I created my own unique framework and it's called the Abundance Accelerator. And so the Abundance Accelerator has three components. Um, The main components are money mindset, emotional mindset, and marketing mindset. And I tell you, the majority of people stay inside the emotional mindset work the longest because Mm -hmm. that's where the work really is. You, You really have to get that dialed in before you can even get to the money mindset and the marketing mindset work. But once you do, the money mindset and the marketing mindset becomes a heck of a lot easier. But As you mentioned, that emotional mindset, all of the things (laughs) in our personal lives, even, we have to work through that in order to get to the other side. That makes so much sense. And it probably prepares you too, because emotional mindset is going to change over the course of your lifetime. So I'm guessing you really address like how to deal with those changes so they're better prepared for it in the future. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, Um, once a person goes through the framework and really starts to make this mindset work a daily practice, which is what I always encourage and, and I teach once you do that and you make it a daily practice, then anything that comes up in the future, you know how to deal with it. That makes sense. 
That makes sense. So I would guess a lot of the people that join your program should probably join it initially instead of doing it after they've done all the work and all the things. But I'm sure you probably get more people that have done the marketing, the money first. Mm -hmm. But really, do you feel like if you if you started them out at this place where they work on the emotional, then the money and the marketing that they're going to have better success? How do you feel about that inner kind of section for you? I feel like the emotional mindset is everything. It really is the foundation of everything else that comes afterwards. But I also want to say that my best clients are the ones that have done some of that marketing work and they even maybe know a little bit about the money mindset, but you really can't Mm -hmm. get into it and make it stick until you work on the emotional side of things. Makes sense to me. I guess mm-hmm. I've learned that though. I'm an, I'm an older dietitian. I'm kind of probably in the same group as you or yeah. a lot of younger dietitians that they don't realize, you know, that there is such a other component to business than just all the marketing, all the yeah. And it's hard to tell them that, you know, at this early point in their career. Well, of course, because the newer dietitians, I feel, um, you know, they are of the digital age. And so they have all of these different apps and social platforms at their disposal. And they feel like that is what it is. That's what Mm -hmm. it's going to take in order to um, get to the other side to achieve the outcome that they want or get to the goal that they want. So a lot of them are the doers and not necessarily um, learning how to be is what I, I call it. Just learning how to be more of your authentic self self, and get yourself out there. Uh, that to me is first and foremost before the doing. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's such an important, such important part of just any career too, even if it's not dietetics, but just mm-hmm. any career that you're in. Absolutely. Do you, do you find that, so kind of when you say market yourself and market your program, do you get a lot of pushback from those younger dietitians or do you kind of get them? Do they come to you with an open mind saying, yeah, I probably do kind of need this before I get started. I feel like I get a mix of people that come into the program. I don't really get a pushback. I feel like my messaging is dialed in pretty strong and the ones who can relate to this message and know that they need the work, they step into it. Um, I have a lot of even uh, dietetic students who are on my list in my email community, Mm -hmm. and they really are grasping the importance of this mindset work. They may not be able to step into the work right away just because they're still in school or Mm -hmm. maybe they're really busy in their internship, but because they are in the email community, they are getting the information ahead of time. Uh, There's going to be some that likely join in before they really step into entrepreneurship full force. I wish I would have known about all of that stuff when I was that at that point in my career because that would have been so helpful. It would have just provided more direction than yes. we get during our internship and our schooling. Yeah, um, on just where to focus and yeah. knowing and knowing the whole fact that you don't have to be a clinical dietitian. You can start out in entrepreneurship, but you just need to be in the right mind space first. Yeah, yeah, and you have to be open to learning and failing. 
Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that a lot of people are, especially us dietitians, because failure is just such a no-no in our profession, especially mm -hmm. clinically. And so um, learning to fail and learn from the failures is what really creates success. You have to become used to failing as an entrepreneur. If you want to succeed 100% all of the time, then entrepreneurship is not for you. I like that. And you speak from experience. 1000%. <laughs> like I've had lots of failures, but I keep going because I know that this is just a part of the process. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, to me, that is life as well. Like nothing is 100% all the time. Right. But so. I also feel like, like the whole work that you put into like the mindset piece does make you stronger and the mm -hmm. ability to get back up and to oh, yeah. keep going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once you really get into this mindset work and understand how it actually works, then you're okay with failing. You, you realize that it's part of the process. It doesn't, you know, you don't say, yay, I failed this one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can pick yourself up a lot quicker than if you had no clue about, you know, what this is all about and how it works. Oh, yeah. And I feel like in our profession, we need more of that. Um, I think we need to be able to be more resilient. But mm -hmm. again, we need to put that work in. in yeah, too. yeah. And I tell you, there were times before I even engaged or even found out about this type of work, where I was literally in the bed, balled up in the fetal position, not knowing mm. what to do with my life. So... <laughs> You've been there. You've been through those hard times. Oh my God. <laughs> I have been through them all going from, I mean, even back to that recession time, having mm. to go on food stamps and public assistance because I lost my job and I couldn't find another one. I'm like, how can I not find a job in dietetics? What is happening? But mm -hmm. it happened. And I even had to get a job at Pier 1 Imports just to keep myself afloat. It was just really a tough time, but that was a crazy time. I know, again, we're a little bit older than maybe some of the people listening, but I was buying, I was trying to buy a house during that time and mm. it was like a, but then it all crashed. So it was yeah. just like, yeah, there was no jobs. It kind of felt like it does right now. It's kind of a different kind yeah. of feeling that reminds me of the current state of affairs, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's a tough time. And then you do have to just do what you can to make ends meet. I mean, and let us all realize that sometimes that is part of our path, right? Yeah. To do whatever it takes to make ends meet. It doesn't always have to be perfect. And it actually, you know, any career path is a very squiggly line. It's not linear. So when we can just embrace the fact that we may go through some times where we have to turn ourselves around and then mm -hmm. redirect ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, if we can really just embrace the fact that that may happen, it, it's not as painful when it does. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. So as far, I love, I love your podcast, by the way. And I think mm -hmm. that I love your free resources. I think those are a great place for everyone to start. But for mm -hmm. those dietitians that are interested in kind of looking more into you and your program, where can they find you? Well, we are in the process right now of rebranding um, the Money Mindset Dietitian website. So I do recommend um, that the listeners go to moneymindsetdietitian.com 
and download the how to calculate your rate as an RD entrepreneur workbook. And I love this workbook because it is the first step in the mindset work, actually. Um, Calculating what an hour of your time is actually worth can really blow your mind. (laughs) So I I need to do this. (laughs) Yes. Doing that work first is the first step. And then Embody Academy is, is the second step if you want to step into that. Um, we will be opening that up at the end of October of this year, 2021. And so I say the first step is to download that workbook so that you'll be in the email community and get notification of when Embody Academy enrollment opens up. Okay. And you're going under rebranding. I love it. I think it's also great how you shared how you started out, where you started out, the name of your business <laughs> when you started and yeah. how it's shifted. Because again, that is okay to do that oh, throughout totally. your lifetime. Not a problem, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, let my son tell it. I, I can't make up my mind, but that is not the way that I think about it. <laughs> no, you just had different phases in your life, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, you know, the rebrand is going to be uh, launching in the next couple of weeks from now from this recording. Okay. So that's why I say if the listeners can get a hold of the workbook and get on the email list, then they'll get the notifications of the new brand and um, the open enrollment period for Embody Academy as well. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm definitely going to do that because I think that's a good, now that you've kind of got me thinking about mindset, mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. know that that's a huge component. So I'm going to do that. I love that idea. Hey, we'd <laughs> love to have you as a part of the community. And um, we're not on video recording this today, but I wore my new brand shirt. I have merch now. I'm so, Ooh, I'm so like, I like in, the, it. in the new kids um, play playground with merch. <laughs> I like it. You so, should have merch. <laughs> yeah. So I have my um, t-shirt on with the brand name and we're going to be coming out with some more things like coffee mugs and hopefully uh, journals. I've been trying to figure oh. out how to create a journal. Um, nice. Shout out to anyone who knows how to create the journal. Email me, please. <laughs> you uh, need some help. <laughs> oh my God. I've been trying to tinker around with that. And it's just like, what in the heck am I doing? <laughs> and, you know, just other things that will be supportive and, um, let everyone know that they're part of a bigger community. And that's what we need. We need more community in the dietetics profession for sure. That's the truth. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree with you. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Well, that's exciting. I love everything that you're doing, Christine. I think it's amazing. And I love the space that you're sharing, you know, the bare bones of you and your life too, and what you've gone through and you're just mm-hmm. educating those of what you've learned along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is what it's all about. I think, I think that if all of us can get to a place where we feel like we're not just working, but we're like being of service in our own unique way, I believe our stories will lend itself to the process that we take our own clients through no matter what type of work you're doing in this profession of dietetics, when you connect to your story and you see how it has actually gotten you to where you are now, 
marketing yourself to your unique clients becomes so much easier because it's so easy to share your story, in my opinion. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's genius. It is like, you're right. And you do the journey you lead your patients on and your clients will yeah. be, it'll be a breeze because you're just living your truth, right? You're living your story. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you'll find out that the majority of the clients that come to you, they are a, a version of you. Like you'll be like, mm. oh, I've, I've had to deal with that. I know how to help you with that. And it's just so easy. So inside Embody, I teach about your story and, and how to um, use your story to, to market. Ah, so you're, you're speaking my love language. I love that. <laughs> I love story. Yes, I do too. I, that's why I love doing this podcast because just learning like your story, then it makes sense. Like when I listen to your podcast, when I look at your material, it makes complete sense of where you're coming from mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How mm-hmm. long have you been in the profession, Ann? Um, I'm going on my 21st year. So oh, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. How long have you been in the profession? Holy mackerel. I graduated. <laughs> I graduated from undergrad in 92. Okay. And I was 90, 99, 90 okay. or 2000. So yeah, 2000s yeah. I finished my internship. So yeah, we're kind of in that same yeah. kind of decade of being dietitian. So mm-hmm. yep. I know I sometimes I'm always like, I'm the older dietitian or everyone says you're the seasoned dietitian. I'm like, okay, that sounds a little better. Yeah, we are seasoned. <laughs> we are yes. seasoned. Yes. I love a We've good seasoning. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> Well, this is so great, Christine. I'm so glad you could share all of your information with me today and answer all my easy questions. Are you ready for my hard questions? Oh, let's go. <laughs> yes, I love hard stuff. All right. Um, why don't you share with me some foods that you enjoy? Foods that I enjoy. Uh, I love pizza. Mm. Pizza is something that I eat every week. We have pizza traditionally every Friday. I oh, love it. And now you're in Chicago. Are you a deep dish person or then are you a traditional Mart pizza person? I like person? a good mix. I like yeah. a good mix. Uh, but I, I love a deep dish. But it's like when you when you have deep dish, you can only eat one slice. So sure. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> like, limiting. <laughs> I cannot eat all that cheese. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a pizza girl. And um I love I love cantaloupe and honeydew melon. That's yeah, so, it my... sounds like summer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Especially in the Midwest. And then um, I, you know, I have my sinful treats. <laughs> oh, those are, I'm sure those are delicious. <laughs> Anything sweet. You're a Anything. Sweet tooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm always sweet over savory. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have um, beverages that you enjoy? Beverages. Oh, you know... Yay, yay, yay. That's a good one. I, wow. No one's ever asked me that one. Um, <laughs> I told you these were hard. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sitting here with my water bottle on my lap. I literally do not drink anything but water most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm so boring when it comes to beverages. That's but if okay. I have to have a beverage, I really like um, coffee and tea. Mm. What kind of tea do you like? I love a good loose leaf tea. The, my most favorite currently is lemon and lavender from the, uh, what's the name of the 
local um, Chicago place. Oh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago French Press. Mm. Yes. Chicago French Press makes this lemon lavender loose tea, which is just so good. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. I Lavender is kind of trendy right now with tea and coffee. So that's mm. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, what about scents or smells you enjoy? Um, I love to light incense. And my favorite is anything kind of earthy, like a sandalwood or frankincense. Mm. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And fragrances I, are the same, like any type of earthy fragrance. I'm not a flowery girl at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I love incense. I feel like, in, do you feel like incense is making a comeback? Because my parents used to burn incense all the time. <laughs> and I feel like it's making a comeback because yeah. I love incense. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with my aunt lighting incense and yeah. her doing yoga on her yoga mat and living room and <laughs> all that kind of, you know, Woodstock kind of thing. Yes, all that <laughs> 70s type stuff. Yeah. Yes, but I love a good incense and it really helps me to, um, depending what fragrance I like to, or the fragrance that I would light in that moment. I feel like incense helps me to stay grounded or to stay focused. I love aromatherapy. I feel like it does everything. Yeah. I wonder, is that part of your mindset? (laughs) Mindset training too? (laughs) Well, it's not part of the training, but it is part of my own personal practice. Your own personal practice. That's awesome. It's good. And that's a good thing to kind of you know, no, just of like those kind of things can be part of mindset training and practice too. So, oh, totally, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, if you were not a dietitian, what do you think you'd be doing as your profession, mm. or an entrepreneur in your case too? If I weren't an entrepreneurial dietitian, what would I be doing? I feel like I would just be traveling the world as a nomad of some sort. Mm, there's people like, doing that. I know. I, and <laughs> it's amazing. I, isn't it amazing? At first I was like, oh, this is just some trendy millennial stuff. But mm-hmm. then I had to like get myself together. I'm like, okay, Christine, like, you know that you would love doing that yourself. So stop being envious. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. It's the envious part, right? <laughs> right. Right. I had to take, I had to gather myself. As they say, it's like, get yourself together, girl. You know, you're just envious. <laughs> so true i know yeah. i see these i see these all these millennials doing it a lot of yeah. them i don't see a lot of any older people doing it, but i'm sure there is but yeah oh, totally. like, what a great idea That's yeah i would love to do that and just like uh take photos of everything that i see and somehow utilize them to um to help others i have a trip scheduled for next year in 2022 um to Bali and I cannot wait. Mm. Oh my I cannot gosh. wait. That sounds lovely. Are you going for an extended period of time? I'm I don't know how long my trip is. I think it's um <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so crazy. But I know it's in June and I think it's for I want to say it's f- for eight to ten days. Oh that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll be stalking your it. social media looking up for your pictures. <laughs> it's gonna be so awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> And finally, what brings you joy in life? Oh, what brings me joy? These are such in 
light provoking questions. Like my whole brain is exploding. It's like going everywhere. <laughs> um, what brings me the most joy mm, is music and mm. movement. Music and movement together brings me the most joy. And I enjoy music that actually uh, helps me to just move my body in more organic ways than dance itself. Hmm. And music and movement together really just, I love, I love both of them. What a great answer. I haven't had an answer that thought provoking. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Music and movement. Oh my gosh. Just thinking about it and saying it out loud. Ooh. Yeah. Makes I love you. It. Just mm -hmm. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. What a great answer. I love that. Well, it's been lovely chatting with you and thank you for being in this space and doing what you're doing for our profession. I think it's fantastic and much needed. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to tagging along on your journey and following all the things that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you having me. And this has been so fun. I love all of your questions at the end. I mean, wow, I need to probably <laughs> model some of these. I'm going to gather my own like thought provoking questions to ask my guests on my podcast. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to wrap it all up, you know, and kind of just, you know, talking about what they're doing, but then also just kind of thinking about some other things at the end yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciated my conversation with Christine today. The mindset piece, that's just so huge. And I think a lot of us just forget how we have some things we need to work through and we have some, you know, things that are holding us back. And yes, we want to be successful and yes, we want to do all the things, but if we don't get our mindset taken care of, and if we don't grow and learn from that, then we just can't be ultimately as successful as we want to be. So I think that if you have some, if things are holding you back, you're, you've been trying to, you know, get over the next hump and you just can't seem to do it, it might be time to reach out to Christine. You can find her at moneymindsetdietitian.com. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.